Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Economy Street podcast. I'm Alauli with your co-host, Nicholas. And today we are joined by a very special guest, somebody that's also in the uh, personal finance space. She's a personal finance enthusiast. She is a strategy and research associate with one of the largest asset management firms in the world, globally, and she can tell you more about that. And yeah, she's, uh, she's, 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 she's here to chop it up today on just what to do or the challenges that we face managing money in the digital age, the social media age. Her name is Dolly, aka Sensitive. That is an Instagram handle, Sensitive as in Sense from America <laughs> <laughs> and Sensitive at the end. So yeah, uh, we, we'll drop all the links in the description. But yeah, without further ado, welcome to the show, Dolly. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. Excited to be on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. And thanks for that introduction. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, just for the sake of our viewers, can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, who you are? Yeah. You do? Um, I live and work in London. I've been in financial services now. I've been working in financial services now for the last seven years. Um, and currently I work in asset management. Um, yep, and I'm working within the research and strategy department, but I have like a varied background. I started in accounting. Um, and yeah, I'm super passionate about financial services and talk, and not financial services, about personal finance and talking to people about um, how they can manage their money better, um, particularly um, millennials, graduates, people that are just coming into the workspace. So that's something I'm super passionate about. And I run a platform called Sensitive, um, play on words, the word sent. I'm like, um, like I said, the American um, denomination of money. Um, yeah, called Sensitive. And there I just share like tips and tricks on budgeting and savings and um, money mindset as well. Okay, lovely. So um, before we get into it, just explain more sort of what you do on a day-to-day basis. What what does your job actually entail when you, because that's a, yeah, that, 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 that is a mouthful right there, strategy and research associate. So yeah, just break that down for us. Well, at the moment, um, it's a relatively new role. So at the, it does contain a lot of things, but essentially um, it is looking at what products the company I work at wants to bring to market. Um, and lots of um, market research looking at what do investors want, what are people investing in at the moment, what's working well, what are competitors doing, um, you know, what does the future look like? So, for example, right now, like ESG is like a big issue, like social, environmental and uh, government issues. So there's a lot of work being done around that. So it's that kind of thing. So lots, it's in the name, lots of research um, <laughs> that like competitive, competitive analysis and that kind of stuff. Nice. Lovely. So. Moving on from that then, how did you sort of get into the personal finance space? How did you get into sort of wanting to help people with financial literacy? So it was, it kind of came, it came about really organically, which was good. Um, I've always personally been interested in um, money and just always digging a bit deeper and how money works, you know, like, what are the financial products out there? So I've always personally been interested in it, but then it's when other people started telling me that, you know, oh, that's really good advice, or uh, that makes sense to you, like you're really good at that kind of stuff, you should start to share or talk about this a bit more. Um, I have younger siblings and they're like, that's so useful. You could help other people, like help my friends, that kind of thing. So when, I think that's when I really realized that, oh, okay, I've got 
someone actually wants to listen to what I've got to say. Um, and obviously now there's like a huge community and it's a whole world of finance, um, personal finance bloggers. So yeah, I think that I would say that's how I started. Nice. Nice. So you, you kind of touched on something I was going to ask actually is in terms of what have been your own experiences with managing money? As in, is it something that you've always had or it's something you developed, but you kind of touched on that. You kind of always had an interest, but in it. So is it something that say from young that you just always had and thought, let me take it further or where was, where did that interest come from? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, it was even before I started working and it's mad because, um, in the personal finance space, people talk about, you know, what influences your attitude to money or what influences how you approach money. And I, I don't think I can really put it down to one thing, but I do remember when I was younger, like a vivid memory um, of, um, I made like this like cash machine. I would make like fake bank and cash machines in my bedroom and uh, make fake cards and play banks. And I just loved doing that, and which is odd because a lot of, children didn't do that but I always did that and then when um when I got a bit older I just started reading or um, I want to be really intentional about my finances there's so much out there and it was clear that it was something that it's not mainstream well it's way more now with uh social media but it, it wasn't that much like when I was coming out of uni or if there was I wasn't that aware of it so I started reading I started digging in and I just really enjoy it no, I have to echo some of those comments there from my own experiences and then also talking about coming from uni and yeah, it's quite changed how it is now. There is quite a large presence, but there didn't seem to be much presence in terms of personal finance back in the day. And then on that topic of personal finance, what would you say, what do healthy money habits look to you? So what would you class as having healthy money habits? So to me, healthy, like, when I think about that question, what are healthy money habits? I think anything you can do, no matter how small, that puts you, that gives you a sense of control. And I know that we can't control everything, but we can control some things. So any like small habits that you can you can do, that you can put in place that helps you have a clarity on your finances. Um, control's a big thing for me, not, be, not because you want to be controlling, but it's yours to control. So where you can, I, I'm a big believer that you need to control it. So... Um, and they don't they don't have to be like these grand big things so people that aren't really like comfortable with money or don't really like finance they often can feel a bit apprehensive like oh that's longer I don't know what to do but honestly I think healthy money habits are they start small they start small whether it's you want to make sure that you know your budget and um, you know your balance at the end of every week um I think mindfulness is really important as well mindfulness with spending and knowing what you're earning um understanding where your money's going understanding um the value of your money understanding how far your money can go and how you can get it to work so a big thing for me is being in the know that clarity and gaining control i think the, the habits that allow you to do that healthy money habits nice so i mean go, going on from that what do you think or in what way do you think the pandemic has impacted the way you manage your finances or your money um in this season hmm. um so it definitely has impacted the way i handle my money and um obviously it was a shock to everyone 
it was shocked to me just like it was to everyone the pandemic yep. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there were I think there were opportunities in there and there were also like you know like there were pros and there were also cons um but for me personally I think it allowed me to dig a bit deeper into areas that I hadn't maybe even paying attention to so like, I'm 32 um and I think yeah I definitely have a good uh, grasp of the basics of personal finance so I'm in a good rhythm I I, I would say like a fairly good with managing my money but when the pandemic hit you know you stop and think about some of like your aspirations and some of your financial goals and just rejig like does this make sense what makes sense what do I have an opportunity to do in this season right now and that was a lot for me so one thing I'll mention is that um I started thinking about my pension. I have a pension. I haven't been paying into it, but it was really the bottom of my my um, list. And for me, like, I don't have any dependents right now. I don't have any children. So I was like, okay, is this a season where I can kind of dedicate to that? Um, and, um, yeah, it was just peeling back the layers on a few things. And then um, some of the goals I had, I had to, like, rethink, rework. Um, and... With the pandemic, it was like, as soon as they said we were going to be working from home, I kind of had a rough idea. And immediately, my mind was like, right, this is how much money I'm going to be saving. Because I know how much money I spend on travel. And I know how much money I spend on food. So I was like, well, okay. Like, what am I doing with all this extra money? But then I also had some, like, liabilities. I was like, cool, is this an opportunity to clear those, to deal with those head on? Um, and, like, I had to look at my investments as well. So it was just, for me, it was a time to, like, take stock. And we collaborate that makes sense yeah. um yeah that's how it impacted uh me and just like something that i wasn't making the most of or i wasn't they're not really beneficial to me in terms of where i was putting my money could i be putting my money somewhere else so that's how it impacted me that sounds good so you really you really did take stuck <laughs> yeah. okay now no, that's for your own personal situation you don't have dependence so i guess also it depends on your kind of personal circumstances where you're in at a time to reevaluate. But I think it, it was a good opportunity, whether you've got dependence or not, but just to where you are at your point of life to just take stock and take things in, even not even just financially, but in, in general as well. Absolutely. I agree with that. Absolutely. I think that we can all agree on that. It, the gift of time to think about everything that we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> fair enough so i mean based off that there in terms of i mean you've taken stock now the reason we've seen like this huge boom in like i don't want to use the term finance bloggers but people that provide money good money management tips online um whether that is through blogging or social media and there's there's obviously um in our generation apart from the fact that we've now are going through the second recession uh <laughs> in 10 years as a generation it also seems to yeah, always be this i don't want to say lack of understanding um around money or just preparing well for life so what do you think are the issues that kind of prevent that or hinder that social media generation from having good money habits Good question. I think, I think there are, I think there are levels to this. I think 
you know and it depends on your age and the people you're speaking to so I think on a basic level it's like okay you, you're now earning you've come out of university or like maybe you're actually just in uni and it's literally understanding like how to manage that money that that comes your way um and then because at the end of the day not everyone's into like economics and finance and that kind of stuff not everyone's into it but I personally do believe there are some basics of economics that you should that everyone should understand but I also understand not everyone takes to that completely but there are like recession GDP like what's the economy that kind of stuff is important but I think the great thing about the internet space and the social media space is that you can deal with the surface level stuff quite easily like sometimes for me on my page I want to talk about certain things and I know that just my Instagram at the moment is not going to do it justice and obviously there's loads of things you can do behind like you know you can take your information elsewhere you can present it in another way platforms like this where you can talk a bit deeper on things but I do think the space is good for that because there there are people that need that they're not coming from a financial background but they are just trying to do better so I think it's step in the right, right direction for them but I think as 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 a whole I I like to think people are more thirsty for knowledge now I genuinely like to think but also think there's it's a mixed bag right I also think there's a part of that generation that um how do I put this are uh, <laughs> I think there's a part of the generation that are um not not facing the truth and want to like live life another way Yolo. and Yolo. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> And not concerning themselves with not educating themselves about the things that they should educate themselves with. But I, I like to think it's a mixed bag. I like to think there are really like a lot of the like, young people, people in uni coming out of uni that are intentionally trying to be serious about this, reading, learning more, getting involved, engaging um on with with people in that space on social media. To answer your question. No, it does, it does. And I think um I can definitely echo. Uh, those sentiments I do think there are some people that are I guess once also what helps is that once reality of life sets in it forces you to step up you can't keep doing what you were doing if you don't have a kid or you can't keep doing what you were doing if you're not trying to get a house or get in the property ladder and they're turning you down because of something that you've done financially mm -hmm. um, in the past that now makes you um kind of have to look in the mirror and say, okay, I need to make some changes. How do I go about making those changes? And where can I start? And that's, I think, what the beauty about social media is because it can easily, it can quickly connect you to a whole raft of information from across the world, um, right, right at your fingertips. So I think, yeah, definitely, you, you sort of hit the nail on the head. So, yeah. Just to, to add up, just to add on to that, so hey, you kind of touched it when we, at the beginning in terms of how it's changed from when we kind of left university yeah. to how it is now with the, the social media generation. So with that, is there an opportunity for, you say, your Instagrammers, your people on TikTok to better understand their finance through social media and technology compared to when we let's say, were coming out of university or say 10, 12 years ago, for example? I would say, yeah, for, for sure, for sure, Nick, like, like right now, one of the biggest things on the internet, and I don't know if it's because the pandemic's brought it to light, but it's courses, is 
people are like informal education right informal education what what you Definitely. guys have like a youtube channel and more structured informal education informal education as well so it's like i know a bit about this here's my youtube channel or i know a bit about this i'm gonna do a very basic course and you would be surprised i think because we're on one side of the fence but a lot of people are coming from different from different places and i think that was a thing for me you just assume that people know what you know or there's just an assumption that you know people understand what you understand and i think i probably think more people understand now because of social media than maybe our generation like it wasn't openly spoken about unless you were like in particular groups where you did speak about finances but i like to think a lot more people are openly speaking about it so um yeah i definitely think that this social media generation um influences all that stuff i think there's 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 learning to be done people can definitely learn from that space no definitely no i'd have to echo that it's, it's, it's a very changed dynamics in terms of social media saying it has its positives and negatives but on yeah. on this front it would definitely say it's more positive than negative in terms of what's out there and getting people to be more informative and make better choices. And then that, on that, as I was recently, what was this, I was over, I was ears dropping, if I was being honest, I was ears dropping on my wife's podcast. Oh, <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was listening to a podcast and there was a woman that was speaking and she was saying that she left her bank because it kept giving her a breakdown of her spending habits and she didn't like that. so. She was like, she would prefer to have spent blindly. She didn't like, so I know with a lot of these new challenger banks, like your Monzos and your Starlet, Sterling banks, they're giving you your breakdowns. But now even your big banks, such as Barclays, on their apps now, they're giving you proper breakdowns of what you're spending and where you're spending. And listening to the lady on the podcast, she was like, she doesn't like any of that. And she actually left her bank because of the breakdowns. It felt like it was, what's the, what the word she used? I think it was element of, it felt like it had control over her big brother and i thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i found that so for me because i'm like you i'm quite meticulous and know what i'm spending mm. well so for me those stuff's been quite positive and it really uh, like baffled me that some people but it's true but some people would see that as a negative and kind of do you would want to spend blindly and just if i'm in my overdraft it doesn't matter as long as when i get to the till and the card goes through mm. it's all good um, what would you say or advise for someone to kind of overcome those feelings of feeling pressured or feeling watched? That's so mad to me. That's like so <laughs> mad to me, that story. Like, so I bank with NatWest and the, like you said, like NatWest, Barclays, like all these big banks are moving, uh, following the Challenger banks. So like Monzo, the Clio's like, and I'm like, yeah, about time. I like it. I like the breakdown. I like they've even got like this new credit score function now. Yep, yep. And I, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My sister was like, oh, what's this? Like, what does it mean? Do you know what I mean? Because it's there. She banks of NatWest as well, and it's on her app. So I, I, I love the fact that they're moving that way, and I think it's important. And also, um, I'll answer your question probably Nick in a second, but also the fact that like, you know. The first recession, it was like mistrust of the banks and, you know, the banks with their small print are not, you know, on your side. And now the banks are trying to take, obviously they have their own agenda all the time, but they're trying to take another position where we're here to help you, you know, stay in control, stay on the right side. Are you having trouble 
you know, managing your money. This is so that transparency, it's you know, it's, it's for our benefit. But to the lady on the podcast, I think I would, I would, and this is where like mindfulness comes in. Um, I would, I would ask her, like, why, why does she associate those negative feelings with the information she's been given? What is she afraid of? Because it's just information at the end of the day. It's your information. But she also sounds like she hasn't got any uh, problems because <laughs> she, doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't care and her overdraft must be pretty extensive. If she's happy to like just, you know, you can just go, go, go and she never needs to check anything. That's also something else. But there's like quite a few questions to ask. They're like, well, why, why do you have an overdraft? How does your overdraft support you? Did you know why you got it? How much is it? Is that for emergencies or you genuinely need that much extra money for your basics? Then it's like a whole conversation around, you know, some people like have really emotional feet, are really emotional about money or spending makes them feel a certain kind of way and then dealing with the rea reality doesn't. So it sounds a lot more like a mental, emotional thing because it's just, for whatever reason, she doesn't like the transparency. For whatever reason, she doesn't like the clarity. She doesn't like the openness, which is weird. Because if we weren't talking about money and anyone said any of these adjectives, like transparency, openness, clarity, those are kind of good things, right? So it's, yeah, they're, they're kind of a good, it's the kind of thing you want from a relationship. So a relationship with your bank, um, so I would try to get down to the root of it. It feels like it sounds like there's something deeper or something underneath that she's just not feeling. Maybe she just <laughs> likes. <laughs> Maybe she just likes that YOLO life. That I was gonna say. Some yeah. people are like that still. Like they just, well, yeah, life life hasn't happened or it hasn't happened enough. Or maybe it has. Yeah. And you just think, oh screw it, it's too late for me because. But, but you can still be YOLO and um, have information. True. <laughs> As I said, like, it's a shock to me. So I don't think that I'm kind of. Did you hear the head of it? No, no, I didn't. I was just slapped my wife what she listening to. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was. And especially even with overdrafts, and just a quick that, especially now with the way overdraft rates have changed, they're so much more expensive now. So it's just like, so that's just a side ticket to myself. But yeah, it's just a thought that I'll bring to your attention and see how, because yeah, for me, I yeah, I, I was just, I was shocked by it myself. I was just like, as you said, the the the, the attributes you'd usually want of, as you said, transparency, etc. It's giving you, and that's something that you can actually use as a positive. But she saw it as a negative in the negative terms, which was quite surprising. Absolutely. And I've spoken to, there was a young girl I spoke to and she, um, um, she just like, she hates checking her balance. It fills her with anxiety. Mm, you know, yeah. some people are like that, like they don't, yeah. they don't want to know. They'll rather not know. And I get that, but it's, it's the unlearning, right? It's the unlearning. It's like, this is yours to control. And what's the worst that can happen? Even if you look at something and it's not what you want to see, at least you know, and then you know what steps mm. to take again. You know, I think we all handle like anxiety and emotions and, um like our mindfulness differently so some people no matter what it is different things you just need to talk them through it and help someone's perspective because yeah that's what i think 
No, I don't echo that. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on from that, I guess to kind of finish up with what, if you could tell our viewers anything, give them top tips, what would your top, I don't know, like five money tips be for managing finances well, looking into 2021? Right, I was prepared for this question. Um, so, <laughs> um, five tips for managing your money better, like 2021. Um, um, super basic, but get a budget. And I know some people don't like that word. And if, if you're one of those people, you're listening, you know, a budget doesn't really fit well with you. Ignore that and then just get a clear grip on the money, understanding where the money you make goes like know what you make and know what you're spending just get that clarity if you want to call a budget call a budget if you don't call it getting clarity on your finances like your starting point you need to know where you're starting and um, i always say you can't control what you don't know so for the example that nick shared about the lady in the podcast if she if she was listening it would she would have to go back to step one and create that budget and she would have to just what do they say (laughs) yeah so I think clarity is really important that's step one and then step number two is don't overthink it like you're not going to have all the answers uh, immediately but you do start by starting and like even me like I'm always still learning um about um there's always like levels to these things so like areas of finance that I'm I, personal finance that I want to get deeper into. I like I still apply myself. I'm, I still learn, and I understand that for journey. So don't overthink it. So it goes back again to the anxious person and the person that hasn't always been comfortable with money. Create a budget, but don't overthink it. Don't like then start thinking too far ahead. Just take it one step at a time. The third thing I would say is automation um, is key. So just some context for what I mean by it. I know you guys know, but anyone listening, automation. Um, so if you make a decision that you know you want to save X amount or you want to um, pay back X amount of your debt each month, or you you know you want to invest this amount, or you know you want to do um, you want to make um, uh, the same decision consistently over the next year to reach X goal, um, automate that decision. Set up a standing order. Set up a direct debit. Um, make sure you don't have it's not just left to you to think about it each time because otherwise you won't do it i think automation works really well um when it comes to uh paying for things and paying for things um and then number four i would say be realistic about um where you're at and that kind of ties in with number one if you have a clarity if you have a budget then you you're gonna know pretty well like where you're at um so be realistic about where where you're at right now um but that i wouldn't i'm not saying be realistic about your aspirations because I, I i think people should be like dream really big and aspire really big but be realistic about where you're starting if if that's fuzzy it's gonna be wrong and then finally i put here um stay educated um no one maybe some people do finish learning about personal finance but i haven't and if you're listening to this, probably you haven't finished learning either. So keep learning, keep reading, keep tapping into podcasts, follow me on Instagram if you want. <laughs> and um, yeah, just um, keep educating yourself. Financial literacy is, 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 is um, your own responsibility. So, 
Tony for your kids. Awesome. So that is get clarity or make a budget. Um, Don't overthink it. Um, automate where you can. So things like uh, direct debits and stuff like that automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, be realistic with where you currently are, but you can still dream big and then just keep learning. Keep learning, keep yeah. growing and look for communities to plug yourself into like sensitive make sure you check out her channel make sure you check out her page on instagram it's in the description and yeah we're all here to help you guys meet your financial needs and aims and goals so yeah that's why we're here and that's what we do but on that note i just want to say thank you for coming on it's been really nice chatting to you actually and yeah just chopping it up (laughs) it's uh it's always amazing what you can learn and pick up from other people in the community as well because that's what it's about it's about crowd learning at the moment so absolutely it's been a pleasure and hopefully we can get you on the show again in the future uh but in the meantime guys keep it locked on the economic street platform um we're on youtube instagram facebook all of it um look out for more information coming from you from <laughs> from us and um, be sure to subscribe to the channel like share subscribe and if you have anything that you would like to see us talk about please let us know slide in the dms we're always re- willing to respond and until next time stay locked in and keep safe bye for now